you're listening to And the Plot Thickens, an Authors on the Air Radio Network podcast. Join your host, suspense and horror writer Jeff Crawford, as he explores the art of creating tension and mood with authors from a wide variety of genres. Find out more about Jeff and his books at authorjeffcrawford.com. And now, meet today's author guest. Hey up and welcome to And the Plot Thickens, part of the Authors on the Air Global Network, Global Radio Network. I'm your host, Jeff Crawford, and my producer is Carrie Schaefer. Today's guest is a wife, a mother, a writer, and she has a brand spanking new book coming out. (laughs) Welcome to And the Plot Thickens, Maureen Kilmer. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. We're just, uh, we're honored and tickled to have you on here. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. As you know, as you know, on this show, we talk uh, suspense and dark and tense. And and I want to get into some of that with you. But I first want to know if it was a pleasure or a chore writing a horror suspense novel that was also part comedy. Um, it is, it it was honestly a pleasure. Um, so I've been a horror fan my whole life. Um, I grew up watching Poltergeist, I think when I was six years old, um, due to a questionable babysitter. (laughs) Um, so horror has always been something that I have loved. Um, and my favorite movies and books have always been horror comedy I think that they both I think it's really hard to blend the two I think that both of them kind of touch on you know an experience they make you feel something and it's it wasn't easy to write but my I mean the movie Scream is one of my favorite movies ever and that blends horror and comedy it's funny and scary so to write this um, was really just such a pleasure. Well, that's that's good. I would think that. Well, I know uh, the the book doesn't become a something that you dread going to work on right. if you're enjoying doing it. Correct. You know. So <laughs> that's I, I'm I'm glad you found glad you found the way around that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't always pleasurable, you know, writing is, uh, you gotta commit. (laughs) Um, You do, you do. For sure. It it was such a joy to write. It also was something that there's a lot from my own life that I kind of put into the book um, with the friendships, with just, you know, various situations. So it was a lot of fun to, to play around with that. Good deal. Good deal. As you write, Maureen, what tools have you found to be your favorites or most effective when it comes to building tension and anxiety? <laughs> I think that, again, like going back to, there's a lot from my own life that's in this book. So I think that I looked around to my own life at things that 
would make me anxious or things that would make me nervous. You know, it's a book that's set in the suburbs. It's a book that, you know, the kids are affected. So I looked at my own life and my own kids and was like, well, you know, what, what would make me worry about them or what would, you know, um, give me anxiety in my own life. So I think that bringing that real world sense to the book, um, was what was kind of what I was going for, I guess. Right. So you, you, you did what I, I guess a lot of people do. I know, I know I do constantly through in a, through a book, there's a situation where you ask yourself what if or why, and then you use the book to answer the question. Right, exactly. Or, you know, what I think too, like bringing yourself to the page is such an important piece to writing, you know, because you have your own experiences. Um, you know, if you're sitting down to write a scene, you go, well, what would I do? or what, you know, because then that brings some reality to it. It's, you know, because so many times, I mean, there have also been books that I have read where it's like, well, a person wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I think, you know, bringing yourself to the page um, really gives it that sense of reality and helps people connect too. I agree. I agree. Um, well, that sort of leads into this. Did your inspiration for writing this book come from people or from other books when you set out to create the world that you did in this book? So, so the way that this book kind of came about was I wanted to write a comedy about the suburbs. I wanted to write so many times, um, you know, in the media and things like that, like, suburban women are portrayed as, um, as Karens, as, you know, kind of a stereotype. And I wanted to write a book that portrayed them as kind of kick-ass women, I guess. So I started that and then <laughs> gradually it became a horror. When I started to write it, I kind of included my friends that live in this neighborhood, um, my neighbors, things like that you know, yes, it, it is very much from my own life. Um, it is very much from, you know, the people that I interact with every day. And again, I, I decided to throw a demon in there. This is, this is so perfect. It's like you've read my script because your answers are <laughs> leading. They're leading right into my next question. And You're it, welcome. And, and, and it never works this easily. <laughs> in this book, Suburban Hell, we are following a group of friends, but there's something else there. Mm -hmm. And that brings me to the question that I ask every person that comes on this show, because I enjoyed the varied responses so much. Which is scarier for the reader, do you think? The known or the unknown? Ooh. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with the known. Because I think that whatever we imagine tends to be worse than the unknown. I tell my kids this, you know, my, my daughter just started middle school and she was nervous about it. And I said, whatever you're picturing in your head is gonna be worse than the actual experience. So I think the known is worse because we 
tend to elevate it. We tend to make it worse in our minds, if that makes sense. Sure, sure it does. And, and, and yeah, you know, you, you think you see something in the shadows. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But the longer you stare at it, the bigger and uh -huh. uglier it gets. So, you know, you build up in your mind things. So I, I agree. I agree. The, the reality of the known when it's bad is probably always going to be worse than what you imagine something else to be. But like you said, there's a demon in your book, so we don't know that. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Where is the line between building suspense or tension and just stringing out a book without saying anything? You oh, know, you can stretch it. <laughs> you know, you can stretch it. And, and, and the writer says, I'm building suspense. Well, no, you're not. You're just putting down words. Where, where, where is that line for you? I think, again, it comes back to you have to ground all of your writing in reality. So you have to make something feel natural. You have to make something feel like that you're not just, you know, inserting a chapter um, and being like, all right, show, it, show us the monster, show us the monster. Um, I think the line for me, again, like it's, it has to come back to what feels normal and natural and what do normal people do? How do they react? Um, what would be the, na the natural, logical next step? Um, and I think, so I tend to write short. I always have to pad my books <laughs> after I do the, the, you know, the rough draft because I don't want to string something out. I don't want to make it where it's like just filler, if that makes sense. So right. for me, um, I write and I write to the end. And again, it's usually really short. And then I add in some sensory details and things like that. But for me, it's like, get to the point. I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this. Oh no. I am a I'm a huge, huge Dean Koontz fan. I love oh, yeah. his books. I love his books. But uh, sometimes he can beat a dead horse. And I don't mean <laughs> you know, and I don't mean that in an ugly way, but you're talking sure. about doing things the way real people would do them. Well, right. not everybody is a millionaire with a physics degree, like a right. lot of the, his characters <laughs> tend to be. Right. <laughs> uh, so I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, oh, Lord, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope you don't either. <laughs> What's your favorite type of book to read and why? Um, so um, probably we're going to go with horror. Um, Grady Hendrix is one of my favorite authors. He writes horror comedy. He, his book, My Best Friend's Exorcism. Um, is one of my favorite books ever. And, you know, I, I, I read a lot across all genres, but I think there's something about horror that just, you know, kind of, it's, it's so elevated and it's so, it brings out all the emotions, like I said, from a safe space though. So I'm going to go with horror. Okay. 
Okay, that's yeah. I I agree. I I, <laughs> I like reading it. I like reading it myself. Um, I'm you know that's why all the half of my books are on the shelf and the other half are Stephen King's on the shelf. You know, so <laughs> I, I, I I agree. Uh, but I have a but I have a new one on there that I'm about a third of the way through called uh, Suburban Hell. So oh. I'm enjoying that book. Well, I'm uh, so happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> What do you know about writing tension and edginess and suspense that you didn't know when you started this book? I think that it can come down to the little moments. Um, I think that a lot of times when we're writing it, you're trying to create this big scene, trying to, you know, make it so elevated. But really, it's sometimes it's just about the little moments. It's about the little emotion. Sometimes it's, you know, when you're walking your dog, it's, you know, the cold chill. So I think that that doesn't get enough play sometimes when it's, it's, you know, a feeling, it's the tingle in the back of your neck kind of thing. I think that I overlooked that a little bit when I was writing my first draft, you know, and trying to create these big moments. But sometimes it's just that feeling of unease in the pit of your stomach. You know, and, and my editor had brought that up. Like, she's like, you know, make sure to play into these little things too. And, and I did that with my second draft. And so that's what I would say. It's the little things sometimes. Well, good deal. Good deal. And from what I've read so far, you've hit them all right. You've hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. Uh, before we wrap things up for this episode, tell everyone where they can find this book, Suburban Hell and You. Um, so my website is maureenkilmer.com, um, and the book is available on Amazon, at any bookstore, and I'm also on Instagram at author Maureen. So please come, please come hang out. Oh, I'm, I'm, I hope a million people do. Oh, thank Maureen you. Maureen Kilmer, I hope you'll agree to come back and visit again when you've written your next book. Absolutely. I would love to. Great. Folks, pick up Suburban Hell. It's not your typical horror. <laughs> this has been And the Plot Thickens. I'm Jeff Crawford. Find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, as well as the And the Plot Thickens Facebook page. And if you want to check out any of the books that I've written, they're all available through Amazon. Read a book and tell everyone that you read it. Reviews do matter. Join us next time when I sit down with yet another fascinating author. In AM, keep kicking and gouging, buddy. We're all behind you. Thank you very much, and hope to see you next time.